You are listening to the Thursday catch-up episode of In Love With The Process, and you're listening to Betamax. I love this band. What is happening? Hello, everybody. Um, so today, we're going to do something special. Um, I don't know if you realize this or not, but uh, 12KM went viral again. It's like the fifth time that we've gone viral. So we have thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people writing me new DMs as we speak. And uh, what I wanted to do was sort of engage with uh, the audience live, answer some questions. So I'm trying to do all this as a one-man show here, but we're going to do a uh, Instagram live session now. And uh, I'm going to read through stuff, answer some questions, respond to people, and then uh, potentially give out uh, a password to uh, see the film because I, I know that I'm going to have trouble keeping up with everybody's uh, DM. So uh, stick around here. Let's see. Let me let me do this right now. Setting up the live podcast. Add the details to the show. And let's go. Connecting. Here we go, folks. So um, hello, everybody on Instagram. Uh, we are recording a new episode of In Love With The Process right now as we uh, speak. And uh, just so you guys know, if you want to listen to the show, it will be live later on this afternoon, or it'll be finished later on this afternoon, it'll be published up there. Um, but uh, this is my podcast, In Love With The Process. You can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, and those of you listening, you already know that. <laughs> What's going on, folks? I figured I'd come on here, say hello, um, and talk about 12KM. Uh, answer some questions, um, see what you guys want to talk about. Here we go. Fernando says, love the film. Hi from Virginia. Well, thank you. Or Fernanda. Thank you for um, listening and thank you for uh, watching the movie. I really appreciate it. What was your favorite part of the movie? Where can I watch the movie? Okay, so you can send me DMs right now with your three favorite horror movies, and I'm going to answer as many of those as I possibly can. I'm getting so many of them today that I'm falling behind. Um, but if you stick around here, I will give you guys the password as you're uh, watching this live session. I just posted um, on my stories a link. You'll see me po uh, you know, fingering up towards a Vimeo link. I'll give you the password for that Vimeo link in my stories in a few moments here um, on Instagram Live. Uh, how long does, this, does the link stay active? A few days. It will stay active. So if you get a link from me, you should watch it as soon as possible, but you do have a few days to do it. Uh, let's see. What else is going on here? Hello there. Hello back from Los Angeles. How are you, man? IG said, if I sent you my top three thriller movies, sure, we can do thriller movies. I could see your movie. Is that true? I want to see it. Yes. DM me your top favorite uh, horror movies, your three top favorite horror movies, and you'll get it an official link from me to do that. And in that official link that you get from me for the DMs, it also has, if you click the English subtitle version, it has uh, behind the scenes photos. It's got all sorts of links to other stuff. But the link that I'm going to give you a password to here in the live session is just for the movie. It doesn't have all those trimmings. And I will give that out in the next 10 minutes. So stick around in the live session. Uh, howdy, I just got the link this morning. I'm waiting until tonight. 
I'm from Lakeside, California. Well, hello, Frank. Thanks for uh, playing along with us. It's much appreciated. Oh, here we go. Spoiler alerts for 12KM. It's a masterpiece. Thank you. I, I, I think it's important that I read some of the positive reviews because <laughs> I've been posting so many negative reviews lately. Hi, everybody. Hello. Thank you. I want to know your top three horror movies. Okay, so... My top three horror movies are always shifting, but there are two that are always on the list, okay? So the first is the classic uh, Alien. Alien's definitely on there. Uh, the Thing was probably number one, but they swap around. John Carpenter's The Thing is always on there. And it's the third one that's shifting. It depends on my mood. Sometimes it's The Shining. Uh, sometimes it's The Autopsy of Jane Doe. I love that movie. I don't think that movie gets enough respect. If you guys are wanting to see a horror film that I think uh, hasn't got the respect that it deserves, you should definitely go check out The Autopsy of Jane Doe. I think it's a masterpiece. It's masterfully done by a really great director, um, and uh, it's just fucking phenomenal. It's a great movie. Uh, let's see. What else am I missing here? Hello, folks. Hello, hello. Uh, this, is one, this is some crazy awesome buzz for a film. Well, thank you. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, isn't it wild how all it really takes is, uh, me saying as a director, Hey guys, just interact with me. And do you guys think it's because, uh, everything else that we watch is just sort of thrown up in a queue and served up to us with no physical interaction. And like, we've even got to a point where the marketing isn't the same that it used to be right. When we were younger and you're talking about movies like Indiana Jones and you're talking about movies like, uh, Die Hard, just the marketing campaign and the hype train that went around that stuff made those movies an experience and made them fun. Uh, I, of course, don't have millions of dollars to do advertising. And and really, I, I didn't set out to have this. I never thought that this thing would be as viral as it's become. I just really wanted to interact with my listeners on the show and with the people that wanted to see the movie, which in the beginning was only a few hundred people. So I, I really wasn't uh, anticipating it becoming such a, a massive, massive thing. April, how are you? Uh, let's see. Funny Games has to be up there. What's your thought on either the U.S. or Sweden version? Funny Games, if you guys haven't seen Funny Games, you should check it out. The Swedish version is the first one I saw, and it really fucked me up. Really, it's like a relentless movie. It's a very relentless, almost torture porn um, and I thought that their U.S. remake, it's almost shot for shot. Same director, right? And they put Naomi Watts in it. They're both fucking vicious, vicious movies. Um, and they're part of the few movies that have really, that I've seen in my adulthood that have really fucked me up. Like that movie really did, uh, Irreversible with Monica Belushi. Jesus, that movie really fucked me up. Um, there's been a few. You're so cool. No, you're cool, man. Thank you for being here. April's a big fan. Thank you. April is a friend of ours. She is a makeup artist, and uh, she likes to eat food and drink beers. We love you, April. Um, absolutely love the effort and the idea of promoting the short film. Thank you. I can't wait for my DM to be answered. I'm going to try to get to it, my friend. Um, I'm going to try to get to it. There's, to give you guys just uh, an idea of how many DMs come in, I would say every, I would say every four minutes, twenty-five new DMs come in. Okay, so that's the that's the speed at which this stuff happens. So, if you don't get a response from me, um, you know, 
in a few days, it's not because I don't like your selects. It's probably just because I can't keep up. And so if you ever see me online, if you see me do a post online, just re-DM me again. Because what I try to do is uh, multiple times during the day, I'll, I'll go on and try to answer a few hundred uh, while doing everything else and not trying to piss off my girlfriend. You know what I mean? Um, what do I think of Shyamalan's reprise as Wonka? I like Shyamalan. I just saw him in that little Indian. I'm going to forget the name of it. It was, um, let me see if I can search for this while we're here. It's the one, hold on, Timothy Shyamalan. How do you spell his last name? Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Let's see. What was this movie I just saw of him? IMDb. It's really great. And I want to, I want to give it the proper plug. Uh, call me by your name. If you guys haven't seen that one, it's really great. I think he's super cool in Dune, um, but he's the hot loot, the hot guy right now. Like, do we need a reprise of, of Wonka? Do we really need one? I don't know. Prince of Darkness, John Carpenter, great movie, underappreciated movie. Love that film. I would love to remake that movie. Nope, Jordan Peele, yup, and Blair Witch Project. Mm, I don't know if I agree with the third one, but good selects, nonetheless. Uh, thank you, I haven't seen the last one. You should. The Autopsy of Jane Doe is awesome. Yes, it is, man. And for those of you listening to the show, I'm just reading everybody's comments here on Instagram Live. Uh, why do you choose horror, or what made me choose horror? Um, horror is a lot of fun to work in. It's one of the few genres in the movie business that the audience likes to be in on the whole thing, right? So it doesn't have to, you don't have to make a film that is too serious. You don't have to make a film that is uh, based on reality. Uh, you know, how characters act. You can have you can have actors and characters act crazy and oftentimes exaggerated and the audience is down for it as long as it fits the tone of the movie. Um, and then it's such a great way to see how your techniques are affecting people with horror. Like, uh, I get instant gratification from like, uh, if I was a cheap horror director, like jump scares, right. Or like how the tone building and how the music building works for it. And generally the horror fans are in on all of it. Uh, thanks to some of the legends like Sam Raimi who really uh, redefined the language of cinema with Evil Dead and how he did his camera moves for Evil Dead and how he did his editing and his mashing of uh, visual effects. Um, so why horror? Because it's the most fun. I, I think if I wasn't doing horror, I think the other genre that gives you the same sort of gratification from the audience is probably romantic comedy, right? Because it's the same kind of vibe just different it's like opposite ends of the spectrum it's like <laughs> it's like uh hardcore music and hip-hop music you know same like hardcore fans same sort of responses from folks but just different genres uh what made you let's see continue continue uh the sister from pet cemetery scared the hell out of me yes from the original or from the new because the original was crazy man autopsy of jane doe everybody's showing love for it where did I get the idea for what? 12KM? Uh, what do you think about the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey Horror? I've seen the posters for it. I haven't seen any of the stuff. I think it's kind of hysterical. Uh, do you have a favorite horror game? Uh, Resident Evil 2, the original. I think that, that game uh, really fucked with me when I was a kid. 
Um, it is too accessible and there is an oversaturation. I think I'm missing the conversation here. There's so much coming in. Hold on. Hi, sir. I want to watch 12 kilometers. Your, your films are, these are the films that they're giving us, Exorcist. Exorcist is great. Anybody that writes to me about The Exorcist, I always say this. Have you seen the director's cut of The Exorcist? The opening in the director's cut of The Exorcist is awesome. It was also a, like a big inspiration for the opening of 12 Camp. Annabelle, okay, and Texas Chainsaw is a classic. Talk about a horror movie that helped define the language of cinema. That one is another one that really changed how directors tell stories. It's a great fucking movie. Um, all those are really great selects. DM me those selects or stick around. I'm going to give you guys a password soon. Um, let's see what's going on here. The way of advertising is amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know if I'm... Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, hold on a second. I don't know. I'm in a ton of FB horror movie... Okay, so Facebook horror movie groups. And the found footage community does a pretty good job of supporting the small guys. Look, I, the issue that I always had with found footage movies as an audience member um, was that the only way for that gimmick to work is that at some point in time, the, the actor had to pick up the camera and be talking into the camera, which um, really kind of, like you have to do that to sell a gimmick, but it really uh, can get old pretty quickly. And a lot of the characters that do that stuff, i.e., like Cloverfield, they kind of have to be dopey characters. They have to, you're, you're, you're like, why are you fucking picking up the camera again and why are you not running? I think Blair Witch did it pretty good at the end. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but the end of Blair Witch I thought was great, but the whole opening of like having to listen to them over and over and whine about stuff for like over an hour. Um, I think found footage is a good tool. And I think it's a tool that you can use in a larger movie. Uh, the same way I think jump scares are a tool, but anytime that I think that you just specifically use that as the gimmick for the whole film, it gets kind of old. And there are outliers out there, right? There are great movies that do good stuff, but each and every one of those found footage movies, even though the ending may be really great and there may be a couple good scenes in it, there's like a whole plethora of just like hard to get through shit. Um, and so that's always been my issue with that. Uh, people is people. Blair Witch could not sleep because I saw it very early on. Yeah, the there's moments in that movie that are really fuck they really fuck you up. Um <laughs> this person says, My mom just saw me watching her live and she asked, Who is this handsome fella? Thanks. <laughs> I told her it's my college professor. <laughs> I hope to God that I'm not your college professor, my friend. Mm. Let's see. Uh What's the link to see your movie? I'm going to let you guys know. Here's why I'm dragging this out. As soon as I give you the fucking link and the password to see the movie, you're going to bail from this live session. So hang out for a minute. I'll, I promise I will give you it. So hang out. Like, engage. That's all I'm asking is engagement. Uh, I remember Cartoon Network and Adult Swim did a guerrilla marketing for Aqua Teen in Boston, which set off a SWAT team response. Ah, I think I remember... I think I remember this. What were the details of that? I can't remember the specifics. Jacob's Ladder is often on my top list. That movie, that movie is epic. And it's, it's, that movie falls into the type of genre of horror that I love, which is psychological horror. And I, I really feel like one of the last 
uh, undiscovered territories um, for us as a species is internal. It's the mental space, which I, I really love. Uh, let's see. Ba -ba Boom. It's time. Oh, yeah. I like this comment from uh, Kaylee. It's about time movies became art again. Look, there are movies out there that are art. There are great directors out there making really great pieces. The big issue is that uh, there's a big money grab right now. And everybody wants to make millions and billions on low investment. Uh, bear with the garbage truck outside. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, the art sort of falls apart and it becomes more formulaic. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot of. But there is a lot of great, really great independent uh, horror movies being made out there. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, that Shyamalan movie, the uh, Call Me By Your Name is a fantastic film. Uh, Shyamalan, right? That's how you say it. Um, and uh, you guys should check that one out. I'm a big fan of it. You want to talk about art. I can't wait to eventually watch 12 Camps. So excited. Well, you'll have a link for me at the end of this. Uh, movies that fucked me up. Martyrs was the most harrowing film experience I've sat through. I think I've seen that one. That's French, right? Was that the French one? And the, it was a couple in a house. I think I'd seen that one. Do I like movies where I rob zombie? Yes, I do. I enjoy Rob. Um, and I've been a fan of Rob Zombie since I was a kid. I mean, the Astro Creep album from White Zombie was the theme song for my high school for me. Um, loved that. And then when he was doing his music videos, I was very excited to see the actual artist making his own music videos and it, it having the vibe of the artwork from the album. And it then became sort of Rob's signature. And then when he started to make movies, it was kind of a mind-blowing thing with uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. And I've heard stories about what a fucking crazy train and what a crazy town it was for him to make that movie. Um, but uh, I, I dig his stuff. He's got a very specific style. He's got a very specific voice, which I think is rare, um, especially modern days, to have that kind of edge and voice. And I love it, man. And... Uh, I think the last movie that I really, really loved from him was uh, Devil's Rejects. I think that's his best. Um, but it's really cool shit, man. And uh, I just did a podcast episode. Uh, it's out this week with Clint Howard, who you guys look up Clint Howard. You guys know who he is. You've seen him in a bunch of movies. And he's done a bunch of Rob Zombie stuff. And we talk a bunch in the episode about um, how cool Rob is to work with. Okay, so movies here. Uh, mine were Eden Lake, American Psycho, and it says The Most. I'm assuming you mean The Mist. Um, American Psycho is a horror movie, isn't it? It is a horror movie. Huh. Uh, what's your creative process on writing? Uh, it's changing constantly. I like to work with a screenwriter now, and uh, these days I'm working with my buddy, longtime bud, uh, Will Simmons, who is writing the feature film scripts for the movies that we're doing. And what we like to try to do is we'll, we'll brainstorm a bunch of different ideas. We usually get, <laughs> we usually get a little frustrated. And so we sit down, we have a couple of conversations about cool ideas and we both bring things to the table. And if we like something and it sticks with us, then we just sort of go back and forth on what we'd like to see happen in a movie like that. And then uh, Will, who's a much better writer than I am, does the hard work of writing the screenplay. So, um, but I really like to brainstorm stuff. These days I'm using 
uh, mid-journey, which is that new AI art stuff. And I know everybody's going to go, oh, I'm losing my jobs. No, no, no. I'm using it specifically to help me get over um, the blank page thing. So oftentimes I will just create worlds and atmospheres and vibes the same way James Cameron pays concept artists to create worlds and vibes uh, for Avatar before they write scripts. Because then when I see something that is new and inspiring, then an idea comes out of that. That seems to be the new technique that we're doing right now. Um, what is your ideal horror movie date? Like taking someone to a horror movie on a date <laughs> for a horror movie. Well, if you're taking someone on a date, you want to be close to them. You want to have like uh, a very intense, um, you know, you know, endorphin fueled ride. Um, you want to be close to each other, right? You want either to have to hold her arm or you want to be able to hold his arm when you get freaked out. Um, I think The Ring is a great one. Uh, that's a great horror movie date. I think The Ring is a really good one. Um, if you're if you're going to talk about newer movies, I think Barbarian, maybe it's a little too twisted, you know. So it depends on whether or not your date like actually likes horror, but I think if you go more towards the adventure horror, it's a good way for people to dip their toes into horror and enjoy it. And I think The Ring is a good way to do that. I think The Shining is a great way to do that. Um, I'm trying to think, there's there's de there's definitely others that I'm like racking my brain for right now. Um, but yeah, let's see. I like the fact that you're actually sending the messages and not using an automated message that IG has. Yes, I know. I am uh, sending each one individually just because I want to be able to interact with you guys. And I, honestly, I don't like the way the automated thing works anyways. Uh, is there a way to watch a film without DMing me? If you stick around here, I will uh, give you a, a link and a password to see it. Uh, I'm so glad you responded to a cat like me. I'm so glad that you took the time, Walter the cat, <laughs> to figure out how to use your paws to write to me. That's very much appreciated. Uh, let's see here. Hereditary is my all-time favorite horror. It's on a, a lot of lists, man, because I get so many lists from people at this point. So I know what so many people like, and Hereditary is on a lot of them. And there's a big piece of me that feels like that movie came out at the right time where the audience needed something um, that felt artistic and horror. Um, do I love that movie? Not necessarily, but it, do it doesn't mean that it's not a great movie. And it doesn't uh, add value to it. And I think... If you like Hereditary, you should go back and watch a lot of the movies that I, I know influenced that director. You should go watch, um, you know, um, Rosemary's Baby. You should definitely watch The Exorcist. Uh, you should go back and watch any of the films from the 70s um, because there's a lot of really great inspiration that uh, that director pulls from it. Hi, everybody. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, how do we watch your film? You could send me a DM with your three favorite horror movies and you'll get the official link, or you can stick around here at the end of this live. Uh, I will, um, give you guys a password. What is your takes on Christine and maximum overload? So maximum overload was the one directed by, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jesus Christ. I've done too many podcasts today. Stephen King. And it's cheesy. Um, I'm not a big fan of that one. I think Christine is a classic. That's John Carpenter. And I think all the practical effects they did for that car are really cool. 
really cool. Like the reversal of compressing a car and how it like reforms its shape. It's really fun stuff. Christine's a great movie. If you guys haven't seen it, you should watch it. Have I seen any Indian horror? I've been getting so many suggestions like Tumbad and all these movies that uh, I will eventually get to, but I have not yet. Um, <laughs> any tips on how I can get my girlfriend to enjoy horror with me? That's a tough one, dude. Like, why does your girlfriend not like horror? I think some people don't like, I think some people are more susceptible to anxiety and I think that there's a lot of folks out there that feel anxiety in their day-to-day -day life. And so the idea of sitting down to escape and feel more anxiety really fucks them up. And uh, I would say don't force those people to watch horror. I mean, horror shouldn't be a miserable experience. Horror should be a fun experience. That being said, I think there are so many different types of horror that exist right now. And I think that there are a lot of other genres of stuff that are being called horror. Um, so the questions to you would be, what kind of horror do you like? What kind of horror do you think she would like? Uh, and dip your toes into it. Um, like I said, a great movie. I'm trying to think of a good modern one. You know, maybe you watch like the House on Haunted Hill series on TV because that's less of a horror movie and it's more of like a dramatic piece. And uh, she'd probably like that. And that, that's a good way to dip your toes in. And you go, if you like this... Maybe we should watch The Shining. And if you like that, then maybe we should watch the original Haunting of Hill House. And maybe we get even deeper with some Guillermo del Toro stuff. Like Guillermo del Toro stuff is great. Crimson Peak is a good way to get in with effects and horror and that kind of stuff. It's a good one. All right. Skipping ahead here. Have you seen Sator? As far as indie horrors go, I have not. It's a fucking top notch, especially if you like the backstory. I do have not seen that. I've seen that on lists. Uh, what about Eden Lake, American Psycho, and The Mist? Uh, good movies. Great movies. Uh, let's see. People keep asking me about Indian horror films. I think it's a whole genre that I got to get into. <laughs> Someone responds to the girlfriend comment. Get a new girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Pavel. So one of the actors from 12KM, Pavel is in uh, the live session right now. Uh, he plays the sound man in 12KM. He's very talented. Uh, he off, also often is uh, Brad Pitt's uh, body double. <laughs> he asks, what do I think of the Terrifier 2 film? I haven't seen it yet, but I'm happy that it's doing well. Once again, I think the audience was very uh, welcoming to having that type of slasher movie because we haven't had that in a while. And... Uh, I'm happy that that little indie has uh, been as successful as it has been, but uh, I have not seen it yet. Are you happy that more modern horror movies are reverting back to practical uh, effects over digital? Yes, I'm a practical effects guy myself. I think that with anything that happens, you're going to see this happening with a lot of AI stuff as, as they push forward with AI. New tech comes out, people are pumped about new toys. People are always pumped about new technology and they use that as a reason uh, to make things. Um, but, uh, you know, more often than not, you know, you're sort of hyper-focused on that new gear and uh, you're not really focused on telling a great story. And I think that, uh, you know, it's not that practical effects are better. It's just that resorting back to the toolbox that exists in cinema to make great movies, whether it's using practical effects or whether it's using sound design 
or whether it's using score to, to scare someone is a good thing to do because we have over a hundred years of uh, tried and true testing on that stuff. And it's a language that an audience understands. And CGI is now in that toolbox, but it's, it's a piece of the puzzle. It doesn't need to be uh, front loading the whole project. You know what I mean? Next film, romantic horror comedy. There's so many of those on, uh, on um, Netflix right now. What's the one with uh, Timothy Elephant about his wife being a zombie? There's, there's all sorts of stuff on there. Um, I haven't seen the Terrifier series. I'm going to say that out loud. Um, just because the whole sort of clown slasher genre thing has never been my, my vibe for stuff. And slasher is tough for me in general. I think the best slasher movie ever is Halloween. And really it's the first and maybe the second Halloween ones that I really like. Um, I know everybody's big fans of Scream. I, I like why Scream was made. I like the fact that Wes Craven was essentially, you know, roasting a genre that he created with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which I think is the other really great slasher movie. But movies like, you know, Scream, you know, I know that there's a kid under that mask. You know, at the end of the day, you know that there's some like disgruntled kid under that mask. So like, why is it fucking scary? You know, but uh, Terrifier, I, just, I haven't watched them yet. Let's see what else is going on here. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, and like I said, folks, stick around through this live session. At the end, I'll give you guys a password. I posted a link in my uh, Instagram uh, stories, right? On the top where you scroll through so on my stories and i'll give you the password for that so that you guys can see the film uh will i do auditions in canada it depends yeah it depends on the next movie okay here's a list uh record rec it's a good movie uh cure i don't think i've seen cure and perfect blue is i just watched perfect blue it's an animated film for the first time this year and man that movie is great that movie is great. Um, let's see. Someone just asked me the same question again. I'm scrolling ahead here. Uh, the Conjuring Universe, best. I like The Conjuring 1 a lot. I like Conjuring 2 a lot. The third one I thought was uh, some had some good stuff in it, but uh, I think that's James Wan's best stuff. I really do. I like the Insidious stuff, but uh, I love his Conjuring Universe. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of the nun and the Annabelle movies, love them or hate them. But, uh, I, I do like the conjuring stuff. Um, let's see what else is going on here. Do I like any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? The first one I think is the best. The first one is such a great unsettling, really disgusting movie to, to sort of make your way through. Um, and there's so many great techniques and tricks. If you guys listen to my podcast, I have the cinematographer of the first Texas Chainsaw movie, which many people don't know that he also was brought in to shoot the remake with uh, Jessica Biel. So the same cinematographer shot both of them, and they have a radically different look, which is pretty crazy when you think about that. Um, let's see, what else is here? This guy. <laughs> Anyone who spends two bucks gets a password for me. Don't pay assholes to uh, get a password when I'm going to give it to you for free. Give me a break. Uh, I love your marketing idea. It's so fun. Taking to people that make films is so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you, man. Psychological horror. Yes, I agree with you. 
Uh, I would like to share a script with you. Your film was, oh, here we go. I, okay, I got a lot to say about this. Let me just read through this. I would like to share a script with you. Your film was missing a piece of creative spark. Okay. And I've been looking for, that I've been looking for, and I love your, I'd love your thoughts. Okay, dude. So let me give you some advice. <laughs> if you want me to read something, first off, it's a lot to ask me to read a script, right? Because it takes a lot of time. I'm a busy dude. I have to take time out of my day and I got to get into doing that. So if you're going to convince me to read something, you want me excited about it, right? You want to set it up and you want to say, look, this is an amazing piece. This is why I think you'll like it. Uh, here's a quick log line. Here's what's exciting about it, right? Uh, you don't want to start with a fucking insult. Your film was a, was missing a piece of creative spark, of a creative spark. That's not how you get people to read your work, man. It's just not. <laughs> uh, besides the fact that I don't take unsolicited material, like any work that I read goes through my team, my management team, because if I'm reading unsolicited material, I firmly believe that ideas exist in the zeitgeist. We all have the same ideas because we're all inspired by the same shit. Everybody watches Netflix. Everybody goes through the same thing. We all order toilet paper from fucking Amazon. All these things are inspiring ideas from us. And so if I happen to have a script that I may not even open from you in an email that has an idea that I am already doing and, and thinking of, then this person who has already set themselves up as someone that is going to insult my work anyways will come after me legally. So I don't accept unsolicited material specifically for that reason. Uh, let's see. Funny games is the best psychological horror. Uh, big funny games conversation today. Uh, what movie messed with your head the most? Did you prefer mental scares to jump scares? Yes. I prefer slow burn scares. I prefer tonal scares to jump scares. And I think the master of that is David Lynch. And if you watch like Inland Empire, if you watch any of his films, even his series that he went back to when he went back to Twin Peaks, and he put it on Showtime. There's a few episodes of that, like gotta light, like all that shit is fucking freaky as fuck. And it, it, it doesn't rely on jump scares. And when he does use a jump scare, he builds you into sort of like this malaise or sort of this trance when you watch his stuff that when he does the subtlest scare, and it isn't someone like jumping in front of the camera. Oftentimes it's like a sound effect or some weird tone. And you're like, fuck, man, why am I so scared right now? He's, the, he's a legend at that um what's my favorite japanese horror mine is battle royale great movie uh it's an action thriller but it's also very gory action thriller um i would say my favorite japanese horror is probably the ring it's probably the ring i think that one really set the tone for me with all that stuff um and i i know it's not japanese the korean horror that i love is the wailing that movie's really great um, but there's a lot of really great uh, Asian horror cinema that exists out there. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? Try Tubi, guys. It's got a pretty extensive horror collection if you're looking for art and the ones that really aren't popular. I'm trying to talk Tubi into being a sponsor of the show. They should be. Uh, let's see here. Have I ever met Rob Zombie? No. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to interview him. Here's the thing. When you get into this business and you, you, you have the opportunity to meet the people that really inspired you and that you loved growing up, um, it's always a risky thing. You're always crossing your fingers going, please don't be a dick. Please don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like 
you really want them to be cool and you really want them to be great. And a lot of people that I've met have been really cool. And I think Rob would be cool, but I'm always apprehensive because I, I, you know, his music was such a big influence on me as a kid. And uh, I really respect the way he does things. We'll see. Don't be, don't, don't be, don't be scared, Mike. Don't be scared. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, Martyrs is a French film started out as a home invasion. Then an hour of just soul destroying horror. Yes. That movie is fucking crazy. Um, Who's my favorite director? Ridley Scott. Uh, you want a 12 cam t-shirt. Um, did you ask me for one? I, I haven't got to the comments yet. Those of you who want a 12 cam t-shirt, I do have a few left. I'll be shipping them to you personally. I'm shipping to the U S maybe to some European places, definitely to Canada. Um, I've got some larges. I've got some extra larges left. Um, if you guys want a t-shirt, you'll see one of the posts on my wall that talk about t-shirts, just drop a comment underneath there and I will get to it sometime this week. Um, and we'll see if I can send you guys out a t-shirt. Um, let's see what's going on here. I'm scrolling ahead a little bit here. Hellraiser. Anyone? I like the first Hellraiser. It's great. Um, a little fetishy, but it's great. There's a lot of cool stuff in it. Is 12 cam in English or so 12 cam, uh, was recorded in, in Russian because the movie takes place in Russia and it's subtitled in English, but I also have it subtitled in Turkish. I have it subtitled in Italian as well because I had fans do that for me. Uh, Pavel says best Russian horror film is VYI. Just wanted to share. Pavel, I have never heard of this. Why have we not talked about this? Uh, do you, what do you think about Dabby, the curse of, of gin? I haven't seen it yet. Let's see what else is going on. And those of you listening to the show, is this still interesting to you? <laughs> uh, I thought Barbarian was great. Here's the thing about Barbarian. I was very fortunate. I got to go with my buddy Ryan and uh, him and I, uh, like I'd say five months before that movie came out, uh, we got invited to a test screening, a very small test screening with a room probably of 20 people. Um, and I got to see early cuts of that movie. And uh, the director sort of walked us through it and talked about everything. And we were giving feedback on it. Um, I think it's a cool movie, man. And I think the the path and how hard it took that director to get that film done, um, I, I, I'm very happy that it has the level of appreciation and respect that I think it deserves. Uh, what do I think the main issue is with superhero movies? What's the biggest fundamental problem? Let's see here. What is the biggest fundamental problem is that you think directors can empathize. Okay, so trying to figure out how to write in English because obviously this isn't your first language. Let me see. Um, I think the big issue that I have with superhero movies is that they're trying to make too much money on it. And so the only way to make back, you know, $150 million or $250 million is that you have to fill as many seats as you possibly can, which means that you have to, you can't piss people off. You can't make something that has bad reviews. You can't make something that uh, upsets people. You have to make sure that everybody's included. Um, and, you know, how many stories do you tell your friends and family? How many life experiences do you go through that everybody likes to hear about, that everybody agrees with? How many, how many opinions do you have that everybody agrees with? Um, and how many opinions do you have that people don't agree with right now, but eventually when they get older or if they have other life experiences, understand and sympathize with? Um, the 
the issue with trying to fill as many seats as possible is that you have to make it as vanilla as possible. You have to take out all those really edgy things and strange ideas and really weird cuts and really strange pacing moments and all the stuff that makes movies that are indie level and horror movies specifically entertaining and interesting to watch. Like, you know, Barbarian. We were just talking about Barbarian, right? Like you wouldn't have had, you wouldn't have been able to have the level of gore that's in that movie in a Marvel movie. You wouldn't have been able to, you know, just, you know, put a, a big cast member in and kill them off the way that they, they do in that movie. Spoiler alert. Um, so it's a different type of beast, man. And so when you have like some of the classic film directors out there, like Martin Scorsese and, and uh, these folks talking about how uh, these big tent pole movies have become more roller coasters than they have cinema. I think what they're trying to say is, is that they have to fill each one of those seats on that roller coaster in order to be able to, you know, keep it afloat, be able to pay for the rent and be able to pay for the repair on that machine. So, um, unlike cinema stuff where if you keep your budget attainable, right. And you have a plan for that audience, then, um, you can take more risks and make more interesting stuff. Let's see what else is going on here. What's up folks. How in the tall grass was great. I haven't seen in the tall grass yet. Uh, did you watch the new movie smile? Yes. It's so fucking scary because of the creepy music. I agree. The music is really great. And I think the thing that works really well for smile is that it's an interesting idea that works in a very low budget situation. All they had to do was have creepy people turn and look at the camera and smile. And it's essentially the same formula for it follows. And it's essentially the same formula uh, as uh, the ring. So it's in that whole formula aspect of it, but they figured out a way to make it as inexpensive as possible which falls down on some really cool in-camera tricks and some really cool uh, tricks with uh, sound design and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'd say about that movie. Honestly, I stumbled upon you the other day. Thank you. And I'm fascinated with what you are doing. Well, thank you so much. And I'm really excited to see your work. Well, I'm excited to show it to you. Um, well, let's do that now. And then the folks that want to stay in here. So this password I'm going to give you won't expire for a few days. So you can still stay in the room. And what I've done in my stories, you'll see me pointing up and you'll see a Vimeo link. The password I'm going to give you is for that Vimeo link. Let me see if I still have that pasted here. Let me paste it. Now I don't have it pasted here. Um, so in my stories, you'll see a picture of me with the headphones on and I'm pointing up to a Vimeo link. Um, and the password for that to see 12 cam on that link in all caps is I L W P I L W P is the password. Um, and, uh, that's, will get, let you see the movie. And, uh, just so you know, it'll be up for a little while, right? It'll be up for as long as my stories last. So probably 24 hours. So you don't have to bail the room to go see it right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, in my stories, you'll see me pointing up like this. There'll be a Vimeo link. And, uh, if you click on that link and, uh, put in the password in caps, I L W P. And for those of you who aren't hearing it correctly, 
Let me just write it down here and show you guys. So the password is ILWP. <laughs> it's backwards because <laughs> of how the camera works. Uh, let's see here. What's going on here? Friday the 13th, Insidious and Haunted House. Hell yeah, man. Great stuff. You got to DM me those if you want me to send it. I can't send the link in here for that. Um, practical over digital every day. Why do you think that is? Let me ask you that question. Has anyone else seen Skinamarink? I liked it a lot, dude. Um, I liked the vibe. Uh, I liked the way that the grain that they were using was helping build to the atmosphere. It was making you strain and look through this stuff. I liked the pacing of it. I'm a big fan of fucking with your reality. And I think that movie does a really good job of it. But it's not for everybody. That's one of those movies that's definitely not going to fill all the seats. Um, but it's definitely uh, an experience you walk away with really freaked out by. And I think that's important in horror. Uh, I always appreciate practical effects. And the digital stuff is cool, but I appreciate the art of practical. Look, here's where I think digital is great. A lot of times when you're doing practical stuff, uh, you can't hide all the details. Right. So like the pumps and the, the strings and the arms and the shit. Um, and so you use I think a lot of people don't realize how much digital work is used. Um, you use that to cover up that stuff or extend things out. Or maybe you have a shot where a character needs to run in a way that someone in a bodysuit could never run. Um, that's valuable. Um, so I think that more than anything else, it's just about grounding, uh, tonally grounding whatever you're doing on screen. Uh, in a way that feels real based upon the rules that you've created as the filmmaker. You know, I think that as you start to get into like the larger tentpole movies, where the whole third act of it is just these rubberized characters that are no gravity and they're flying into each other and they're smashing and they're flowing. They're like, there's no, there's no sense of, 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 uh, of what's happening, right? There's no sense of the consequences of it. Right. You know, um, and it's just bam, 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 bash, 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 bash. And when you watch this stuff, you're like, okay, well, it's quite obvious that this character is the character for this entire, uh, you know, franchise and they're not going to fucking die. So it's just like, okay, you know what I mean? Uh, let's see what else is going on here. I've tried watching it several times as an appreciator and I cannot get through it. Skin and Marink, Is that what we're talking about there? Uh, do I like Rob Zombie's Halloween? Stop. Don't call me. Do I like Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2? Um, yes. I thought the first one was great. The thing I really liked about it was how uh, he made Michael Myers such a force of nature. Um, and, uh, you know, the ability to sort of walk through walls and stuff. I thought that was really fun. Um Let's see, talking about Skin Rink again. I understand not being able to get through it, LOL. It's much better when you've had an explanation of it. Check out uh, Windagoon's video. I don't know what that is. And I think you'll have much more appreciation. Is that like a behind the scenes thing? Uh, Terrifier is amazing, but I'd say it's a lot more of a comedy than a horror. Yeah, I've heard that. Black Phone, which I haven't seen yet, Skeleton Key, and It Follows. It Follows out of that list. is I think that It Follows is a masterpiece. I really think that movie is really great. Um, let's see here. Let's scroll ahead. Got voicemails and voice messages hitting me up here. 
have I seen Lighthouse and what do you think about it? I think Lighthouse is really wild. Great movie. Um, it has uh, William Defoe and then uh, what's his name? The new Batman in there as well. Um, I think it's a really cool movie. Uh, it's not very rewatchable for me, but I love the techniques that he, that he used in that movie. Um, it's fun to watch uh, the first time. I just saw 12 cam last night. Absolutely great. I love that there's no, that there's not really jump scares. That was intentional. Thank you. But it keeps getting creepier and creepier and uneasy. Great job. Thank you so much, man. Uh, okay. But the real burning question here, everyone is waiting for, are you excited about Beetlejuice too? Look, man, I went and I saw um, uh, the Flash movie. And uh, the best part of that movie was definitely Michael Keaton. Spoiler alert. Uh, it's in the trailers. Um, and uh, his performance is great. And he's just such a, a really great guy on screen. He just exudes this sort of energy that draws you in. And I think that's what made Beetlejuice such a great movie was just his body language and like all of that stuff. And of course, you know, Tim Burton and, and Tim Burton's, uh, you know, art student design, which I really like. A very New Yorky vibe, but um, it's definitely Michael Keaton. So uh, anything Michael Keaton comes out in, I, I, I generally love. Uh, what do I think of Hostel? Mm, Hostel is torture porn, which is a whole other angle. Um, Eli Roth, he's got a very specific way of making movies. Um, you know, whatever, whatever. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> There's a lot I want to say and I can't say. Um, I still get nervous when I watch The Exorcist. Me too, man. Have you seen the director's cut of The Exorcist? You should watch it. The opening is fucking intense, man. Um, how did I get the rights to the Thing music? <laughs> I did not use the Thing music. All the music in uh, 12Cam was composed. Original music by my buddies uh, uh, Mike Tran and Tim uh, Lefoe. Uh, they did all the composing of that and they did a fantastic job of sort of taking all my influences and my ideas and blending them together to be something that sounds new, but also strangely familiar. Let's see here. Sorry, I'm late to the party. How do I see 12 cam? Okay. So to see 12 cam, I posted a link in my stories. You'll see an image of me pointing up and you'll see a little Vimeo link for that link specifically. Uh, the password in all caps is ILWP, ILWP. Uh, if you guys want to go check out the movie, um, it, if you still send me your DMs, that will give you the official link, which has like all sorts of other materials with it, especially on the English version of that. Um, but if you guys are, you know, if so desperate to see it, uh, then the, the, like I said, in my stories, I posted a link. The password for that link is ILWP. Um, so for this guy who just wrote, bro, I can't DM you. That's the best way to see it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see here. Yes. Sounds great. Mike, what do I think of human centipede? I think the best thing that came out of human centipede was the South park episode <laughs> where they made fun of it. Uh, the cuttlefish moment. Uh, would you like me to subtitle your movie in Arabic? I am fluent in French, Arabic. Uh, English, French, and Arabic. Are you fluent in video editing? 
Uh, let's see here. The Strangers was an awesome movie. Yes, I agree. How much of an impact does a comical scene play in a horror movie? A great impact. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to, it's the same reason like when I'm cooking, it's the same reason why you add salt to sweet. It's the same reason why you use wine to clear your palate. What you're trying to do is, uh, you know, take an emotion that you're putting people at and remove them from it, pull them down from that. Because if people are staying at this high level of anxiety, eventually they'll get used to it or they'll just dismiss it out of necessity, right? So like if you're just like, fuck, for like an hour and a half, two hours, it's not a good experience. So if you have the ability to take them up, and I, I honestly think that good horror is just a series of rises where you're rising them, you're like suspending, 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 hard, right? And then in the interim between those suspenses, you, you bring it down again because you can't keep going up once you hit the peak. And this is something that you notice when you sound design horror, right? Because you have levels that you're always trying to bring your sound up to and you know that this is the peak level. You know, this level here, if you go higher than this, you'll blow out speakers. So you're always reserving this level for like, the top sound scare and you're you're setting the levels low so that's why when people turn their fucking tvs up when the levels are down real low it's like oh you're really gonna fuck yourself because as a filmmaker i'm setting your ears at this tone i'm saying hey this is where we're gonna be so then when the door slams the door slams here and you're like whoa right and it's a kind of a thing and you think that's the loudest thing that's happening but by the time we get to the peak where screams and stuff happen i have all this room to really fuck with you, man. Let's see. Guys, I need help. Can't send the message. If you can't send the message and you want to watch the movie right now, like I said, and I'm getting a bunch of pauses here, so let me know if I'm pausing. Like I said, uh, in my stories, I post, I did a post where I'm pointing up and there's a link, a Vimeo link, the password. The password to that is ILWP, all in caps, ILWP. And you guys can watch the movie. Looks like someone just posted the link in the comments down here for it. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Thank you. Thank you, my man. Yep. Someone just posted the link and the password down here in the comments. Thank you so much, dude. I'm very excited that you're excited. A lot of people are excited. They're bailing from the room right now. Those of you listening to the show, we're going to wrap this up. We're uh, putting the hour moment here. Um, Let's see. Let me continue with this. Uh, I just wrote it and flashed it to the camera, which I screenshotted. <laughs> uh, what website do we watch it on? Uh, like I said, the link is in my stories and uh, the password is ILWP. What do I think of Hereditary? Um, I think it's got a couple great scenes in it. I think it's a, a family drama that has horror moments. Um Dawn of the Dead, best zombie movie ever, 2004. Um, I think it's a great one. It's a remake. I hope you've seen the original. Um, and that's Zack Snyder's first. Uh, I'm happy that it exists. I'm a big Zack Snyder fan. I, I do like Zack Snyder's work. I really do. And, and what's interesting, uh, I have an episode coming out um, about Zack Snyder soon. Um, but what's really interesting is that him... Michael Bay and Tara Sem, the director Tara Sem, all went to the same art school. 
So when you watch those movies, there's this uncanny uh, sort of connection between them because I feel like they were trained the same way. And the attention to detail when it comes to the artistry is definitely there. I just watched The Immortals the other day, which I think is a very underrated movie uh, that Tara Sem directed. And Tara Sem is the, also the guy who directed The Cell, which is a pretty good, I would consider that kind of a horrific sort of uh, cop drama. Um, but uh, Tara Sem did The Immortals and just the production design and the artistry in that movie is amazing. And I, he had a lot of trouble with that because they were comparing it to 300, which Zack Snyder did. Um, but I, I think it's a great movie. So um, I'm happy that, uh, you know, Snyder did that first zombie film and started his career because we wouldn't have had all these really great movies from him. Uh, I think the writing is the most important with the balance of digital and practical. I do. I think the idea and the writing is very important. I also think the tone is important. I think having an understanding of, uh, you know, the the visual language of cinema and building tone is is the most important because it's a visual storytelling medium. Uh, can you still hear me? Someone said that they can't hear me. Audio is gone. Is the audio still cut out? Unreal. All right, guys. Well, here's what's going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to leave here now. Let me see if I turn, if I mute this and turn this back on. No audio, right? Yeah, still audio dead. Hold on. Let me scroll all the way down here. What's happening, dudes? No audio. Okay. So I'm going to let you guys go. I'll be back in in a moment. Thanks for uh, listening to the show. And um, I'll be back. Hold on. Those of you listening to the podcast, I'm just getting out of the live session. I know that that was awkward. Um, but we'll do this. So there you go. It's crazy how uh, intense uh, it gets when uh, 12KM goes viral. And you can see the level of uh, interest and commitment that uh, everybody seems to have when it comes to horror. They really want to express um, their feelings on like practical versus digital. And they want to talk about what movies they think are great. And I, I, that's the, what horror has always been. That's what horror started back in the days when people were trading VHS tapes. Um, and like there were the strange indies that didn't have any distribution. And your friend had like this really weird you know, copy of the first evil dead. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And like going to uh, independent movie theaters with independent horror movie makers that were putting things out there. Uh, that's what made this, this industry, uh, this genre so great. Um, and you know, horror has become a big moneymaker, thank God. Um, but it, it really has changed the way it works. And what we've been trying to do here with 12 cam and what I've been trying to do as a director is really bring the community back to it. Um, and so I hope you enjoy the experience. If you haven't seen 12 km yet, um, like I said, if you're listening to the show today, go to my Instagram page. I just posted a Vimeo link and the password in all caps is ILWP. That'll be up there for today. Um, thanks for listening to the show. I'm going to let you guys go. I got a lot of work to do. Um, but, uh, I very much appreciate everybody. 
that listens to this ep- to this podcast and uh, lots of new episodes in the way. I, I literally have like fucking six episodes that I have to do post-production on. So uh, as always, I'll see you next Tuesday with something new.